1: It's time to talk money. We are the financial guys, the place where politics meets money. With local financial experts, Glenn Wiggle, this guy clearly looks like a dude, and Mike Lomas.
2: The New York Times defending him. They said he was a stroke of genius.
1: It's the Financial Guys radio program.
3: As soon as some liberal who's sitting in his underwear eating Pop Tarts in mom's basement goes, I don't like that show,
2: and they hired him just because he dressed up like a girl.
1: Live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas.
2: Right, welcome back. Mike Lomas, Gunwiggle Financial, guys. The place where money meets politics. And uh, we are actually going to talk a little bit of money the first hour here. Uh, in studio with us, Paul Meeks, certified financial analyst and uh, a regular on CNBC, Yahoo Finance, and proud to say a, a, a member of our team. And so we are going to talk a little bit of money. Second hour, we'll talk a little bit about snowstorm, uh, prayers go out. We've got to start uh, the show with prayers go out to our, our uh, Buffalo Bills player and um yeah. you know just a tragic tragic nobody wants to see that it's you know bolt yeah, but terrible. i'll tell you this that's the first time i've seen the entire country praying together ever yeah yeah <laughs> i mean if, uh, if 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 you know there's a lot of prayers going out to this this guy so that's that's a, a positive but nobody wants to see that but we'll talk second hour we'll talk a little bit of politics first hour we are going to talk money here um Glenn, where do you want to start well, let's start with the year
3: in review. I thought there we would uh, kind of wrap up. Uh, you know, twenty twenty two. We were. Paul and I were talking a little bit yesterday uh, uh, at dinner about you know some of the the, the S and P sectors, and I think he said basically outside of oil and I uh, think utilities, every single sector of the S and P. Uh, for 2022 was down, which is which is you know kind of a rarity, but kind of talks of you know about how bad or, or or shows how really bad the market was last year. I mean, right across the board. So let's start with the year in review and you know kind of where we where we've where been, we and, and then. Where mm-hmm. we sit now, and then and then we can take a look forward for for 2023, which I think is, of course, what most people want to know is what happens next, yeah. right? We'll warm up our yeah, crystal ball. You brought ball
2: your crystal ball, bit. right, Paul?
4: <laughs> Unfortunately, anybody's crystal ball is pretty cloudy.
2: <laughs> I know, yeah, I right. know. You know, somebody called me the other day. Client and said, "I'm really nervous." That's why I said because I've been watching the news and they're telling me next year is going to be bad. And then I flipped to another station and I heard it's going to be bad. And I'm like, "That's incredible news." He said, well, "Why would he say that?" I said, "Because they're usually wrong." <laughs> (laughs) So The more that they tell us it's going to be bad, the more optimistic I get and the more we buy.
4: Right. Well, I would say, you know, for the 2022 review, I don't want to say it was unprecedented bad, but it was pretty bad. When you take a look at it, you know, the S&P 500, which is the index that uh, is most popular, it was down 20%. If you were uh, head over heels in love with tech, so you're investing in the NASDAQ stocks, they were down 33%. That's absolutely ghastly. Mm. And then the uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average, which had actually you know, been around since the late 1800s and actually underperformed for many, many years heading into the last session, was down only, and you know, I like to say only, only. in quotation marks yeah. because it was down 9%. And so what you saw was... Um, Even bonds, and this is interesting. Most people invest in bonds as the quote-unquote safe asset. You can't lose money in bonds. Well, unfortunately, last year with interest rates rising, you did lose money in bonds. You lost 13%. Because here's one of the things that people need to know about bonds, that yes, you do receive a coupon, and now that interest rates are higher, it's a pretty juicy coupon. You probably get at least 4%. But while interest rates are rising, bond prices go in the other direction. So last year, you got dinged by interest rates rising, bond prices go in the other direction, thus a 13% drop even in the safe asset. So Glenn hit the nail on the head. There are 11 economic sectors that comprise the market. The only one that was up significantly was energy and it seems that people really like and need dirty oil. <laughs> Remember all the conversation about how that is uh, old school? Well, you know what? It looks like we're going to need oil. For about as far in the future as we can see, and we're going to need gobs of it. Yeah, it's
2: funny how yeah, so when they, they reduce supply and prices go up, how all of a sudden that becomes an attractive place for to make money. The, some of the people that have been the the folks that have said, "Look, we don't want that. We don't want fuel bread." They're the ones that are causing these high fuel prices. And of course, then they claim, then they they complain that these people are making money. It's just an endless,
4: yeah, you know, last year on the, wheel. the energy sector. Was up about 60%. Wow. And out of the other other 10 sectors that comprise the economy, the only other one that was up was utilities, you know, super safe or relatively safe, but it was up 1%. Everything was down and some of it down a ton. The interesting thing about energy is energy stocks had underperformed the market for so many years uh, leading into last year's performance that they are still. Relatively cheap. Wow. Because they had so much of a uh, comeback in them. And so I actually think that you would say, somebody would obviously say, Paul, well, energy was up 60% last year. Time to exit stage left. I actually think uh, energy still looks pretty good.
3: Yeah, on a relative basis compared to other sectors, for sure, right? Yeah. So um, interestingly enough, you know, it's amazing that the government just can't seem to mandate. Uh, innovation, <laughs> you know, right? they think they can? You're gonna make I mean, this right? energy you fusion going y- now, <laughs> right? It's like it's as if uh, you know the some commissar you know created the you know electricity or, or I guess they did do the internet thanks Al Gore, yes. but uh, but in all seriousness, <laughs> that's a joke. But in all seriousness, you know the, we didn't you know the government didn't create uh, the assembly line. The government didn't create you know Apple and and uh, you know that kind of technology. You know the government didn't create uh, you know no government commissar are, you know, dictated that you're going to go out and do this. It was entrepreneurs, innovation, and free markets that allow that stuff. And if we really want better innovation and better technology, then, you know, let these companies explore and do different things. But to try to force the hand, and look at what we've done, all in the name of, of, of green energy, right? Mm-hmm. We have forced the hand to go to green energy, and now you've got this strip mining cobalt and just, you know, we're destroying other places of the world. But hey, as long as it's not in our backyard, who cares, right? So it's just, it's not, things are not as green as people think. And a lot of this is, uh, but, you know, lo and behold, you lower supply, yeah. right? You, you, and it does kind of infuriate well, I mean, the left you know, the, because the, they, they wanted to hurt oil and gas and ended up basically increasing their profit. I think by it would infuriate them, but they get mad
2: that they're making money. That's what they're blaming them on making money. Exactly. Right? Well,
3: I would them because they wanted to hurt. By them, the way, right? I, they wanted you know, to say you can't drill. To and hurt and you. many
2: of us have said for forever, twenty something years of doing the show, you can do both. You can give people sure. incentives, tax breaks to say, all right, we're going to look at alternative energy sources. That's that's yeah. fine. You know, you can help guide them, but you just can't say, well, we're going to destroy what we're dependent on, and we're seeing the results of that now. You know, I, I mean, it's funny as I'm doing reviews with clients, I'm blaming high prices. On both the Biden administration and the Trump administration, I blame Absolutely. Biden for higher fuel prices. We're producing about two yep. million barrels less per day than we were under Donald Trump. Lower supply, higher prices. But wages—those are those Donald Trump and his buddies that were paying people nine hundred right. bucks a week to stay at home when many of those 100%. folks were making six or seven hundred dollars. We—I've got a—we've got a client who owns a chain of uh, of coffee and, and food uh, food place, and he said, "Look at uh, when you're paying people nine hundred bucks a week to stay at home." home and I want him to come back at 700. Right. That's not going to happen. And for all right. of our conservative friends who want to blame Biden for that, that was that was Trump. That was Trump. Yes, M- I mean. Mike and Glenn were on the phone with some people that well, work right under him saying this is going to be a, a disaster and sure enough, we were right.
3: Yep, and, and to your point, you know, that's we're going to talk about this in the second hour. You know, that's just part of the debate with Kevin McCarthy and the Speaker's uh, position for the House, right? Yeah. You know, th- this is, you know, you look at the, the Nancy Pelosi versus Kevin McCarthy, not to get off on a tangent, we'll talk about this more in a second yeah, hour. Yeah, there's not but, much difference. You know, na- well, but Nancy Pelosi, to be fair, was a much better Speaker. Her, her constituency, the Democrats, only voted with Republicans 7% of the time. Yeah. You know how many times the Republicans under McCarthy's leadership voted with the Democrats? Forty-eight percent of the time. Mm-hmm. So basically, half the time the rep—and that's why, like, folks say, you know, all Democrats like all Democrats are, are Democrats, but half the Republicans are also Democrats, right? There, <laughs> there are no Democrats that are Republicans, but half the Republicans, or if not more, are actually Democrats, and that you know becomes the, the problem in, well, in, in Washington and why people are sick and tired of people like McCarthy and they want to change. The stats right? are showing that. I to so.
2: right, we'll take a quick break, Mike Lomas, Glenn, financial guys, if you're. Just just tuning in, Paul Meeks in the studio with us, Paul regular on Yahoo Finance, CNBC, and uh, um, and proud to say a, a partner of ours over at uh, Independent Solutions, our money management arm. If you need us throughout the week, folks, 833-FIN-GUYS, 833-FIN-GUYS, uh, use our website as a resource, thefinancialguys.com. Don't forget about our podcast. You can find all of that on our website. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to The Financial Guys. Here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All welcome back. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Financial Guys, the place where
2: money meets politics. And we are talking a little bit of money this first hour. It's uh, usually... uh, more leaning towards the political arena, but uh, we are talking money today. Special guest in studio with us, Paul Meeks. Paul, a regular on uh, CNBC and Yahoo Finance and and uh, one of the uh, one of the largest money managers in the world at one point back in the 90s. So proud to say he's on our team, Independent Solutions, and part of our money management arm. So we don't usually have the opportunity to bring him in studio, so we are talking money first hour. Maybe we'll shift gears a little bit in the second hour. Before we go back to Paul, I wanted to introduce uh, Jesse Meyer. Jesse is with Cross State Funding. Jesse, how are you, sir?
5: I'm good, guys. Hope everyone's doing well this morning.
2: So Jesse, a strategic partner of the Financial Guys, helped a lot of our clients out when it comes to whether it's you know buying a new house or refinancing a house. But Jesse, you guys can shop a number of different banks so you fit into our theme, which is being independent, going out and trying to find the best rate for clients. Yep. Um, you guys did a little dog and pony show here uh, at our office yesterday, actually, um, where we were educating some of the financial planners on what's going on in the real estate market and with interest rates and... and um, you know, and, and the housing market, although slowing a little bit, I think the message was is that people are still out there buying homes. Um, right. Interest rates. Uh, I guess let's start there. Where are interest rates right now? I know you. Can't, I know that's a, you know, credit and all things. You know, there's of a course. number of things to consider. But if you were to say where are interest rates, you know, I bought a house a bunch of years ago, and I uh, my interest rate was two point seven five percent. My guess is, is if I call you tomorrow because I'm going to sell that house and buy a new one, I'm not getting 2.75%, right?
5: <laughs> yeah, a little different. Um, close to double. Some some instances, it's almost triple. Um, generally speaking, you got good credit, nice size down payment. You're looking at high fives, low sixes for a okay. primary residence rate. Um, we have our investment property rates. They're, they're peaking towards high sevens, low eights. Um, wow. You're you're right, Mike. It's it's not deteriorating people from purchasing or getting out there and looking because you can always refinance at the end of the day.
2: Uh, I'll tell you one of the things I love about you guys, and you helped a client of ours out with this. Is the client came in, was looking for a rate, and and I'm not, I'm going to explain this wrong, so you're going to have to correct me, but yep. you'll get the gist of it. Their credit score was like 700, mm-hmm. and you said you're there's like 40 points there that they could get if they did da 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 I don't, I forget what you guys call yeah. it, but it was, and I, I'm going to say the word stupid and I don't like saying it, but it was little stupid things like a credit card that had a $10 balance on it that they just never closed out. And so you were able to do some of these things that really didn't cost the client any money. And their credit score went from seven to seven forty, which was able to get them a little bit better rate. And I thought nobody does that. You know, you walk right. into a, a bank and they just say, all right, here's the rate. Here's your credit score. Bye-bye.
5: Well, they want you to sign ink there just so they can get paid and get over and done with. Um, yeah. Yeah. For her situation, it was a, it was a stupid little thing. She just had a little eighty-five dollar credit card. She didn't even know she had a balance on still, and it just went a month past due. So we had her pay it off. She shot up about forty points. Her interest rate dropped. I think it was like six point seven five dropped to a five point nine nine. So, it's crazy. Oh my god! It's wow.
3: crazy. What does that save? Over eighty five. Does that save you over right.
5: the? We should all look right. into that.
3: I <laughs> mean, but but what does that save you over a period of like a thirty years?
2: Over mortgage? Oh, my over god! Over eighty five like- bucks, guys. Over eighty five bucks. So It's a real story of a client of ours. Eighty five dollars. Yep. Yep. I didn't right. even know Gosh. about
5: it. I think it was like just a friend she was helping out or something like that, and the friend uh, had a little wow. balance. Um, yeah. It was a two hundred seventy five thousand dollars house. It saved her over hundred twenty five dollars a month. Wow. wow. So that's after over 30 years. I mean, we're that's talking 50, dollars in interest. Uh, so yeah, for great. our veterans out
2: there, you know, there's spe- some specific programs that they qualify for. And I don't think yep. enough of these veterans know that they, they qualify. Just maybe highlight a little bit of, what, if I'm a veteran, what I might qualify for if I'm looking to buy a house or refinance
5: a house. Sure. Our VA programs are top notch. Um, Even places like USA, Navy, Fed, we're kind of blowing them out of the water just because, like you said, Mike, touching on uh, the different banks we work with, our 17 lenders we have, they have all VA products too. Um, So not only do we get them the best interest rate, best scheme for what they're looking to do, but uh, generally speaking, we can get the VA client into the house with $0 out of pocket. I just had someone from North Carolina move here. He was so stressed about the move. He didn't have much money saved. Blah blah blah. Uh, Got him into the house three hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. He paid eighty-five bucks to get into the (laughs) house.
2: After all, (laughs) now again, my money management arm, financial planning arm, says, "Look, we need to do the math to make sure that you can afford this house." But. Look, at if you can qualify for these different programs, you at least have to be able to put them on the table and know what you qualify right. for, right? Yeah, so,
5: yeah, yeah. no uh, no credit score minimum on VA loans. I helped someone in Florida a couple months ago. I think I was telling you this, Mike. He was a 527 credit score. So, I mean, VA has several helpful programs for any other people looking to get in a house. If you are a veteran and you don't own a house, you really need to rethink because even if you just put it as an investment, it could, it could really change your life and just set you apart financially. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Hey, Jesse, um, you can shop banks for people, strategic partner, financial guys, and you have helped some of our clients. I just, yeah. you know, as a, that's a real life story that we went through. And I, I can't, uh, I, 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 was, I was saying yesterday, you know, very rarely does anybody ever send you a positive message, right? It's just the world we live in, you know, like, yeah. hey, so, you know, if we do a good job for people, we typically don't hear from them. Every once in a while we do, but typically don't, right? If you do a bad job for somebody, something falls through the cracks, they let you know about it. And I got a really cool message from, from a few clients. That have said, hey, look at it. it wasn't the experience, it was awesome. Like I he helped me with my credit score. He really cared about, you know, where we were. He looked at, at some of the different programs out there that we could qualify for. And and I don't you don't usually get those messages. So I love that. So hey Jesse, just uh, throw your phone number out there for anybody who wants to get in touch and might need your help.
5: Yeah, absolutely. My cell phone guys is 716-984-6968. You can call or text literally any time of the day, Saturday, Sunday. Then one our more office one six. 716- yep, nine eight four six, nine, six, eight. And then uh, our office line, our standard office line, it's super easy Is seven one six six nine one seven thousand
2: six nine one seven thousand. 7,000. Six, nine, one, 7,000 in That's awesome. Seven, one, six, yeah. nine, eight, four, six, nine, six, eight. Awesome, Jesse. Yeah. Well, thanks buddy. Appreciate you spending some time with us.
6: It, thanks man. jesse have a great weekend Thank you guys
2: you too uh, jesse Myers. cross-state okay. funding again one more time 716-984-6968 if you need him if you're just tuning in mike lomas going go financial guys so we are talking a little bit of money here first hour we have paul meek special guest in studio with us paul a regular on yahoo finance cnbc and and a portfolio manager and proud to say with uh, independent solutions our money management arm at the financial guys um where do we leave off last segment paul we uh Let's talk a little... We're talking about... The year uh, in
4: review, I guess. The year in review, and particularly the energy sector, do the good tidings continue?
2: You know, it's funny. We've big... We talked a little bit last last, uh, segment about bonds not doing well last quarter. I'm doing reviews with clients. I had a bunch of reviews yesterday, and I said, look, I've got a little bit of egg on my face. What do you mean? Well, the first thing I tell everybody is we want to be extremely diversified, because usually when stocks do bad, bonds do well, and they've got this inverse relationship. And that didn't happen over the last 12 months and you know it's been a challenging environment because I'll use covid as an example covid stock market drops when we originally started shutting things down bond market went up we were aggressively rebalancing our portfolios not mm-hmm. making crazy moves but rebalancing our portfolios to take advantage of those lower prices as the market went racing back we were rewarded for that it has been more challenging because there's been it's been difficult to rebalance okay well you got bonds down and you got stocks down you do have certain sectors that have done pretty well of course the mistake i think most investors are going to make and and uh, we see that in You know, with 401k, or we call them retail investors, where they're looking at their 401k plan and they're going to look through all the options that did exceptionally well over the last 12 months and they're going to switch into that. Instead of sticking with a well-diversified portfolios because or portfolio because, as you know more than anybody, last year's winners don't sometimes convert to next year's winners. And oftentimes, and most of the time, you'd actually be better off looking at some of the losers and saying that's – and, you know, that's <laughs> why I, I always preach with our clients – Diversify, but rebalance, 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 rebalance. And even within our portfolios now, we've we've had some of those oil companies. We've got some of those value stocks. And as clients mm-hmm. come in, I'm saying, hey, that did well, but maybe we rebalance a little bit of that and put it into some of those uh, those other sectors. And what are your thoughts about? You know, I, I guess I got to ask you about tech and some of those more growth oriented sectors. Are we ready to buy? Are you being patient with that? I mean, at some point, you know, bull markets don't last forever, but bear markets don't last forever.
4: That's right. I mean, the way I look at it is value outperformed growth last year by an enormous margin, right? It was the revenge of the nerds. The tech stocks were absolutely destroyed. So you would think it might be time to change course. And I think that once we get through the recession, and I start with the thesis that if we have a recession, it's going to be rather short and rather shallow. And so when you think about it, we don't invest for today. We invest for what we see six to nine months out. So if we do have a recession, but it's short and shallow, we're already right now or pretty close to right now looking to the other side. And once we have the other side and growth resumes its leadership, you know, some of these tech stocks that have been down and out in the last year could come back. But the only thing I would say is I would wait until we clear some more potential nasty news for the tech sector. And here's what I mean. In this country, if you're a publicly traded company, you have to announce your financial results to shareholders every quarter. And we're about ready to have one of those information downloads in about two weeks, Mm. in which companies will talk about the results for the December quarter, and they'll probably give guidance for all of 2023. And I expect, Mike, when they open the kimono and they talk about those things, Mm -hmm. that they're going to share some really ugly stuff. And so I do think that that could be a catalyst for these stocks to take another leg down. But once we clear through that nasty information, they may be cheap enough to start to bet on in the other direction – for what I see in the post recession market,
2: yeah, you know, um, all these, cl- all, you know, it's funny. Nobody wants to buy stocks when they're cheap, right? I mean, nobody. A lot of lot of good investors out there are looking for value stocks and trying to buy stocks cheap, but <laughs> they always come back to the party when things are more expensive, you know, and uh, and so you got to sort of take a, a step back. But, and be patient, as you're saying, but at some point, there's going to be an opportunity with some of these stocks. Right, we'll talk more about that in the other side of the break. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, it's, it's funny, they keep talking about a recession, but at one point about a year ago, six months ago, we had two quarters where we contracted and, you know, the White House has now changed the definition of a recession, but I'm like, I thought we were in one. <laughs> so, let's uh, let's take a quick break here. Mike Lomas, going go the Financial Guys, special guest Paul Meeks in the studio with us. We are talking money here, folks. If you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN guys our website thefinancialguys.com and uh, don't forget about our podcast all of our social media can be found there thefinancialguys.com real quick break we'll be right back
5: people are waking up bro if joe biden was here right now what would you tell him
6: tell him to get out of office man he's shit up he's old he's falling off the bikes it's over man give it up (laughs) i tell him let trump
5: back in office yeah he did better for the black culture I'm 2024.
2: righty, welcome back. Mike Lomas, Glen Financial Guys, the place where money meets politics. And this is, as Ann has pointed out, uh, our marketing director, uh, this is our 25th year. 25th year hard on the believe. radio. That's unreal how yeah, long
3: it takes for uh, us to get seasoned and good at this. But 25 I remember, years uh, on the radio. <laughs> I remember at ten years thinking, okay, you know, we—I thought, you know, we'd do this for a couple of years, get the business going, and then things just took off. Yeah. We started on the radio in 1999, when in a really good year in the market, and then right after that, in 2000, we left Payne Webber, now UBS, and went independent and started the Financial Guys, and of course, two months later, the market collapsed. Well. Little we know that that would be not only a difficult time to be on the air, but also the best time to be on the air. Because we had the opportunity to give people advice throughout one of the worst, you know, the tech wreck, right? One of the worst markets. And then from there, we've gained so much popularity that we just stayed on the air. And then, of course, we had 2008. So here we are again, you know, 10 <laughs> years in. And at 10 years, we get through that. And then we, you know, again, trying to help on, people on, you know, having all kinds of experts on the air and whatnot. Yeah. And at that point, I thought, okay, our stint is probably done at that point, right? I mean, what's the average lifespan of a, of a financial radio show? like three years, five years, maybe 10 years. I don't know that I have ever seen or known of a financial show that has run more than uh, twenty years, no. let alone twenty-five. I think we may actually be the longest-running financial, con- you know, continuously-run financial radio show on yeah. the air uh, in, cool. in the country's history, as far as I know. Yeah. I, I, there and could I, be something I'm else. Pretty I'm pretty sure, sure for but,
2: this year will be the year we'll get invited to that Western New York Broadcaster Hall of Fame dinner. That uh, for sure. I think this yeah. will be the year. Yeah, this not necessarily yeah, we'll get nominated. Anyway. We're just looking for an invite. No, to be No, able to no, have no, a, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Have no. a piece of I just steak want to sit and be back recognized. and just yeah, exactly. We've been on the air longer than most of those people <laughs> that have been nominated are in the Hall of Fame, right? So that's but, right, uh,
3: exactly. I guess we're. Not I don't good
2: think they politically line up with us. so My guess is we're no. probably still not going to get that invite this year. But I,
3: I'm, hoping. Nah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm uh, hoping. So we can always hope. But anyway, so 25 years on the air. Thanks to all of our listeners. Thanks to all of our supporters. Thanks to all of our our critics and and uh, and and trolls and naysayers because your you your ha- listenership you, you did- also drove our ratings. Yeah, so they thank do. You for they get that. the word out Like I hate these
2: two, and then they send it out to like twelve thousand people. That's incredible,
3: right? Thank you. I, I will. I will say though, I, I have enjoyed the uh, the back and forth. I've enjoyed doing the you know the show live and having call-ins and 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 having people like Angry John and folks that we could you know debate with or have fun with or you know go back and forth with. I've enjoyed having different guests on over the years. You know, people that would agree with us, people that didn't agree with us. We had you know Congressman Chris Collins on. We had a lot of Republicans on. Chris Lee, of course, and uh, Lee Zeldin. Uh, more most recently. We've also used to have Democrats on when they actually were not afraid to go on and have a debate about their positions, right? Brian Higgins came on at one point, you know, and then at some point they decided that, well, it's just not worth it for us to try to really debate our ideas anymore. We don't want to convince people that our ideas are the better ideas. We just want to silence anybody else who doesn't agree with us, and of course we won't go on and have those debates anywhere that's not yeah. a, a friendly station like well, CNN. The 2020, so that's a disappointing 20 and part. 25
2: years ago, we had a lot of Democrats <laughs> on this show. We, and we used to We used to yeah. go back and forth. The number one thing we would go back and forth with was, was wages and unionization. And then yep. what we would do is go out for a beer after. We'd go across the street and have a yep. beer. And like, okay, we'll be back in a few weeks. And then at some point, those radical nut jobs turned from wages to open border, which we, I by the yeah. way, I knew I found out another uh, person of a, a client's uh attached to us that another another fentanyl overdose this week oh, so gosh, uh, unbelievable and it's so over anybody i don't care whether you're a democrat or republican to say that they're doing a great job as that oh, boy i had a 22 year old cousin die last year of fentanyl oh, overdose brutal. right it is constant you hear about it every week now it's disgusting yeah. and for anybody to say they're doing a wonderful job bs that's garbage man 93% yeah. of that stuff coming right through that border and it's killing mm. our kids in fact, it's killing our kids mm-hmm. to the point where it actually changes the life expectancies in yeah. the life insurance tables. So when, these, right. when, these, when they crazy. look at the life insurance tables now, they're saying, okay, what's the average life of a male? Well, it's 79. <laughs> but if you live to be age 70, it's now like 89 but those tables right. are coming down because of the number of kids that are that are dying of overdoses. Right. And when when and when it touches everybody, when you talk to somebody, like, you know somebody, you know somebody, you know somebody, oh, and the fact that that border people. is still open makes me absolutely disgusted sick, and man. sick. Yeah, sick. Yeah, that's man. terrible. So, but absolutely that's the debate, terrible. right? So we went from debating about wages, which I always say, I would do anything to go back to those old school Democrat debates, man, because, yeah. like, look at, uh, uh, some of it I get. Like, you know, alright, you want yeah. higher wages, we're going to negotiate for higher wages, we're going to but I, I, I don't support well, defunding the police and the open no. board. If there's one thing that drives me absolutely crazy right now with the Biden administration, and I'm not, you know, higher taxes, lower regulations, or, or higher, regu- more regulations, I, all that stuff, if you increase taxes, yes. Do I think it's going to hurt the economy? I think people can spend their money better than the government. But for sure. out of all that, I think the markets will rest itself to that. Okay, higher taxes, they're just going to charge you a higher price, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know where this whole thing ends, ends up with, with wide open borders and, mm-hmm. and literally fentanyl. Fentanyl is up 4,000% last year. That's yeah, what we caught. Terrible. That's what we caught. We didn't add extra border agents on. In fact, the administration's not supporting border agents, but we're up 4,000%. Mm-hmm. What didn't you catch? <laughs> what, right, what didn't right, you right. catch? And a cup of well, coffee... Full of fentanyl can kill millions of people. I mean, really sad. Well, the
3: argument from the left is that, well, look at the the apprehensions are up. Look at how much they're catching. But typically, if if your ratio is catching half— There's no reason to believe that has changed with less border patrol or more. more. So let's just say it stays at half. Well, if the apprehensions are up and half are not apprehended, then that would assume that the other half is also up, right? And so logically, we know. We've seen the videos. We've seen it coming across the border. It's bad. We're getting Obama phones on the way in. That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. All kinds of incentive. It's getting worse. I mean, Mike, boatloads of migrants, a ship just showed up in Miami yesterday in in Florida. I mean, it's just they're, they're coming by boat, by land, by sea, whatever it takes to get here, and rightfully so, we're the best country on the planet, even still to this day, yeah. regarding all of our issues. And as I tell my you know my kids who you know, these kids come out of college and they, you know, they're 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 the middle of the road, they're left wingish. And so, you know, Look at you know again. It's your future, not mine. But like to your point, Mike, this is not sustainable, right? No. You can't have wide open, you know, coming in uh, on a regular not, basis. Not like with this, things but, like fentanyl. Look at if. But but sadly, though, we you know, again we used to have this debate, though, right? We used to have these people on the air to debate, and now it's just they just they just hide. They don't want to have, and they don't really change it. I'll be honest with you. What changed it to me was was the Obama years, right? That's what changed, right? Brian Higgins came on to debate Bass Pro Shops prior to Obama, right? Once Obama gets on, and half these guys support the Obamacare. And fall on their sword. Never again was there an interview done in a non friendly station ever ever buy a Brian Higgins ever yeah. he will Brian Higgins will never ever appear on anything outside of CNN if even that uh-huh. I haven't even seen him anywhere
2: uh, Brian, uh, of none, of of none of them will show up here none none of them. Them, and by yeah, the way yeah. we've said we've offered so they look at if you want it on an independent radio station so there's a host we'll, we'll do that as well they won't do it but the
3: last 25 years I have enjoyed and I do appreciate all of our listeners and callers you know the regulars uh, you know we've had a lot of regulars over the years you know some some are you know, stop calling and some still call to this day and it's just been a a lot of fun to, to interact with all you folks. Yeah. So we really appreciate your support and thank you again for 25 years of having a great time. On speaking the radio. of
2: that, maybe we'll try to open it up next hour. If you're just tuning in, Mike Lomas, yeah. Gunwiggle Financial Guys. In studio with us, Paul Meeks. Paul, part of our money management team. Paul, earlier in the week on Yahoo Finance, I think it was Wednesday, uh, Paul, they, you were talking about uh, Tesla, of course. Tesla is a popular name around here because uh, there was a lot of folks, me included, that were pretty disappointed in what they did on our waterfront. They came in and they were. We're going to make, I, I forget, what was the original plan? I don't even know. We've got solar, solar, panels. solar panels. It was the resume.
3: Roof, rooftop solar panels right. at the Solyndra uh, plant. So we put a down
2: billion dollars of taxpayer money, as we're really good with in this state, billion dollars worth yeah. of taxpayer monies to build a warehouse. We have since found out that, you know, I think it was like a $1,000 a square foot when we really could have built it at like $80 a square foot. They immediately, <laughs> once that warehouse was built and they got the billion dollars, everything was good, they rented it. Uh, they actually changed the name of some companies and rented to that company, and now we're getting a dollar a month rent from the billion dollar company, and they are no longer making solar panels. They're using it as a regular warehouse to store whatever. Whatever. So, So... there has been some, some hard feelings about Tesla, but but that being said, obviously with him with uh, Elon acquiring Twitter, it's all over the news. What are your thoughts on Tesla's taking a beating right now? Um, and I and and I'll let you comment because I thought your comments were pretty good on Yahoo about you know who is supporting uh, um, you know the car company versus you know who's uh, who he's who he's reaching out to now, I guess.
4: So you're absolutely right. You know, Tesla last year's stock was down 65%. However, uh, the stock is today about $111 a share. At the beginning of 2020, it was $29 a share. Mm. So it goes from 29 to over 400 back to 111 Yeah. And still 11, uh, 111 is so much more than 29 I don't know if you can go and say, oh, it's down a lot, so it's cheap. Yeah, yeah. Probably not. And so, first of all, I would say even after Tesla's stock has dropped so much, Mike, it still is worth seven times more than either Ford or GM, Mm. who, of course, produce far more vehicles. Yeah. And we do know that the legacy car companies now have EV products of their own. So um, Tesla did a brilliant job of essentially creating that market. But as we go forward, they won't be the only player. So they have some competition coming. Unfortunately, they have a very tight bond with China, Uh, not only where they build most of their vehicles, but also where they sell a lot of them. And of course, that is a issue now with the relations between the U.S. and China. Uh, I would also say, as you highlighted in the uh, open, you know, Elon went in and uh, probably immediately regretted it, but he was forced to go through with a deal, so he now owns Twitter. Mm. Twitter was public, now it's private. The problem is that I think that Twitter won't make it regardless of Elon's magic, and if that company indeed goes uh, private, you're really going to uh, tarnish his image. Because you know, right now he's seen as a guy that just can't lose. Well, that could be a big loss. And so I think that could even impact how investors view him and how investors view Tesla.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'd be curious to see how the earnings sort of pan out in Twitter. I know using Glenn and I as an example, they were absolutely censoring anything we said. So instead of debating Mm -hmm. us when we put something on Twitter, they were just taking it down, which I found just completely disgusting.
3: Yeah. Now now Facebook has taken the mantle with that. Oh, yeah. Facebook is
2: disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. If if you are a conservative-thinking person, you're going to post something. Let's say it's anti-vax. Uh, God forbid we actually debate it out and, and look at you know the positives and the negatives and all stuff. They just don't they just don't even play it. They don't even put it on. No. They just and they hide no. it. Twitter did that. So when Elon took over, I felt very, we felt very blessed to say, okay, well at least we can get our message out there. If you don't mm-hmm. agree with it, that's fine. But at least we can debate and we can you know you know they they didn't want to see both sides of it. So to me, I'm, I would just be curious because guys like Mike and Glenn, were never going to spend a, a penny on Twitter, and now we are. And so I, I wonder if, if you know, some of that might end up being a positive for Twitter. That that is a surprisingly up, surprising upside because let's face it. I mean, we've we've got the resources to be able to do that. I'm not sure some of these left wing liberals that were on Twitter were spending a penny on Twitter, right? So I'd be curious to see how that's all going to play out. I know it's going to take time.
4: Yeah, it'll be interesting because. Uh Yes, it'll be a benefit to the conservative media, but then on the other side of the aisle, maybe they lose some business. And of course, the entire business model of Twitter or any of these social media platforms is advertising. And if you lose advertisers, there you pull your uh, revenue stream and you are in very big trouble because what uh, Musk did is he bought Twitter for $44 billion dollars. But in that transaction, he took on thirteen billion dollars of incremental debt, and so he has to pay over a billion dollars in interest expense per year for the company to stay solvent. And right now, they're not making any dough.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of the big corporations have pulled money out. Yeah. right? so a lot of the it's amazing to see the globalist bent against you know an honest debate. Yeah, I, mean, it I, really know. Is. <laughs> like, I know. No, I get it. Like, okay, Ford pulls their advertising. Totally understand. It's a competitor, right? They own Tesla. Yeah, get but that's it, not right? why they're pulling it. They're not pulling That's up not what they're pulling it, but, it, right? but, but but other companies like major corporations announced immediately we're not gonna advertise on, on Twitter. Well why? Yeah, why? Because because there might be, you know, people that don't agree with the with the left wing narrative on, on 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 whatever it might be, yeah. whether it be, you know, burning down cities or, or COVID yeah, or, yeah. Or, 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 or the vax Or Wide or whatever open borders right? Or wide open and, borders or any of that and, stuff. Yeah. And to the point, we're not asking
2: them to be canceled. <clears throat> Never once have we no, said the left no. should be canceled on Twitter <clears throat> because, no. you know, uh, uh because I disagree with them, right? But, no. of course, the minute the right gets the, the, the opportunity to do that, they want right. to cancel. Let's take a quick break here. You've got Mike Lomas, Glen Wiggle, Financial Guys, Paul Meeks in studio. We are talking uh, uh, about you and your money right now, first hour. Maybe we'll shift gears a little bit in the second hour. Um, if you need us throughout the week, folks, 833 guys. our website, thefinancialguys.com. Uh, don't forget about our different departments, whether in a, in our uh, experts, our certified experts, whether it's certified social security claiming strategist, whether it's home and auto. Give us uh, 14 minutes let us shop over 25 companies to save you money with your home and auto and uh medicare tis a c well there always is a season for that turning 65 need to think of the financial guys we have independent AHIP certified reps that can help and of course our money management arm uh, paul meek's part of that and uh certified uh, financial analyst registered investment advisor certified financial planners we can help again 833 fin guys we'll be back
1: you're listening to the financial guys here's glenn wiggle and mike lomas Alright, welcome back. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Financial Guys, place where money
2: meets politics. And we've actually been talking about some money, so for those of you tuning in, um, uh, it's a place where money meets politics, but uh, i got to be honest with you, once we start talking... Like, what show is Once this? we start talking <laughs> politics, we, we're on a roll. So, but <clears> special <throat> guest in studio with us, Paul Meeks, Paul A. Regular, in fact, this week on Yahoo Finance on Wednesday, regular on CNBC, uh, and, and proud to say part of our money management arm. Paul, you know, one of the first questions we asked you, and Glenn and I have a tendency to do this is we ask people questions and then we go off on rants and then we're like, oh, hey, we never got the answer because we never gave you the time to do that. Uh, what would, what, you know, sort of look out into 2023 and if you were to sort of bring out your crystal ball, how do you think this thing plays out?
4: So the way I look at 2023 is I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. But the bottom line is if we uh, go to December 31st of 2023 and we're uh, wrapping up that year, I think stocks are going to be up. Mm. Now, I think what happens is we do have a recession, at least a recession on paper, early uh, this year. And that means stocks could go lower. We could easily retest the low that we had last year, which was in about October. But I think that the recession is shorter and shallower than previous downturns and uh, we will be at it we'll be feeling much better about the resumption in economic growth in this country that inflation will subside somewhat that the uh, federal reserve board our central bank will stop raising rates in about may and i think it's going to usher in in the second half of 2023 the next bull market you you know and so i i think that could get worse but if you were to invest on january 1st of this year Uh, You may not go in a straight line to December 31st but you'll be happy at the end of the year that you did invest in stocks.
2: Now, you've said for a long time, since I've known you, uh, because you said, oh, you guys worry so much about politics, Mike and Gunn, but he's, Joe Biden's not the most important person in the room when it comes to the stock markets. It's the Federal Reserve, and you've been spot on with that. Um, and that's still the case. I, you know, We were talking, Peter Nielsen, another part of our investment committee and team, You know, he, yeah, I think to really get this thing rolling, you need the Fed to at least stop raising rates, right? I mean, that's right, that's right. what history shows us, is that no matter what's going on politically, if the fed is raising interest rates the market has a tough time going forward but the minute the fed stops or
4: starts to cut it's usually a sign that the ball
2: game's back on, am i right?
4: That's right. You know, the most important person in planet earth and finance is this guy Jay Powell who's the chair of the Federal Reserve Board. And he's interesting because he was actually a Trump appointee and when his term came up, uh, he was renominated And uh, blessed by Biden, Mm. which is typically what happens with the chair of the uh, Federal Reserve Board. If things are going well, uh, they really go apolitical and they're just uh, re upped by the next party, Mm. which I think was a smart move on their part. And so, yes, they've telegraphed that they're going to raise rates probably um, 0.25% increments in each of the next three meetings, and they meet about every six weeks. So, I'm predicting that at the uh, May meeting which is the very beginning of May they will raise rates for the last time their benchmark rate will at that point be between 5 and 5 and a quarter percent and i expect that if inflation continues to subside between now and then that they're going to call it quits mm-hmm. they may not turn around and lower rates but they're going to stop raising them and i think we're going to kind of plateau at that level for another year or so after that. And that actually would be a pretty good backdrop for stocks.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a, uh, what, what I don't understand is I, I feel like we had a recession. We had two <clears throat> two uh, uh, contractions in the economy, or two quarters in a row where the economy contracted. <clears throat> And, you know, all the books that I read uh, (laughs) said that that was a recession. And then, you know, and rightfully so, no matter who's in the office, they're going to try to talk up the economy, but they basically said, yeah, there was no recession. Like, no, no, like, no, that's the definition of a recession. So a lot of financial planners and economists say, well, I don't know if we're going to go into a recession. I'm thinking, we already had one. I mean, is that what the market priced in? I mean, we just started off the show by saying the the NASDAQ's down 30-something percent, you know, the um, the S&P. Down twenty percent. Bonds down fourteen. We had two sector the uh, two uh, uh, quarters in a row where the economy contracted. Uh, you know. Are we going to go back into a recession, I guess is the question, but I think we had one, and uh, at least that's the definition that we learned about when, when I was going through that's college, right. so so we'll right. see. So, so, But I think the message we get is be patient with some of these sectors, but there's going to be opportunities out there. Uh, some of the sectors that have done well might continue to still do well, or so at yeah. least I shouldn't and, say well, but hold in there.
4: And I think my only other takeaway message is we talked at the top of the program about bonds. Now, bonds were not safe at all last year. They're down 13%. However, as interest rates rise, there is a uh, good aspect, a hidden good aspect of bonds. Now, interest rates are up high enough that the coupon that you can receive on a bond is actually pretty juicy. Mm-hmm. Now, you can buy bonds that have 4 or 5% yields in government securities that are bulletproof protected with credit default. And so this is, Mike probably the first time, not in years, but maybe even in a generation. I just turned 60 the other day, and the last time I see this kind of uh, opportunity for bonds was when I was in high school, hmm. late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, And so I would think that conservative investors, now that interest rates are up, should take a look at bonds in their portfolio for the first time in many, many moons. Yeah, even no us, you know,
2: we talk, preach, diversified, diversified, diversified. And if we've got yeah. a client that's got a million bucks, and half of that is in conservative investments, but now we can earn 4 or 5%. Right. right? That helps the portfolio out a lot. You know what it does, too? It gives us a lot of dividend interest that we can buy stocks yeah. cheap when they go down. So, not Absolutely. all a bad thing. I guess, you know, a lot of people always worried about, well, if the interest rates start to go up, and we've got trillions of dollars of debt that we're financing at zero or 1% as opposed to 5%, can we handle that? Which,
4: that's you know, a very good point, yeah. Mike. And, of course, I, I worry the hell out of that.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, Particularly
4: I think, for our future generations. Yeah, that's the
2: key, yeah. right? I don't think that's something that's going to break today. I've always said I think you'll see the states break first. States like New York will end up at some point – not being able to pay their bills. You can't have people mm-hmm. continuing to leave this state as they do every day, mm-hmm. top wage earners, and then increase your budget. So, hey, Paul, thank you so much for spending time with us. I can't thank you enough. We've we got about another minute here. We, we'll skip a commercial if we need to, but uh, appreciate you spending some time with us. If you need Paul and in our investment committee, look, if you, if you need a tailored plan for you and your portfolio, you want to go through our homework process, whether it's our risk, uh, or, well, not weather, it is our risk tolerance questionnaire, our financial planning software. You want to talk to our money managers and our team about being able to put together a plan for you. 833-FIN-GUYS, helping a lot of folks out with their IRA accounts, their 401k plans. We're here to help. Our team is deep. You've heard Paul today. we got Peter Nielsen, John Thur, multiple chartered financial analysts. We've got registered investment advisors, certified financial planners, and we can help. Again, 833-FIN-GUYS. Don't forget about our podcast during the week. That's uh, Go to our Financial Guys website, thefinancialguys.com, for all that content. Uh, like us on Facebook, but follow us on Twitter now. It's okay. You'll actually be able to read the stuff we post. So uh, we're <laughs> going to take a quick break. Paul, thank you so much for spending the first dollar with us, and we'll be back My here pleasure. on Financial Guys Media Network.
0: Thanks, Paul.
1: So the best way to get something done if you
5: if you hold near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to anyway,
1: it's time to talk money.
5: I'm we're going to
1: get a lot done. The Financial Guys radio show.
3: OK. Um, hang
5: on. Uh,
1: sorry. Oh, here are the Financial Guys. Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas.
2: righty, welcome back, Mike Lomas. Glenn Wiggle, Financial Guys, the place where money meets politics. And uh, once again, spe- special thank you to Paul Meeks for joining us in studio. Paul, a part of our investment committee and team, a regular on CNBC and uh, Yahoo Finance, and uh, you'll have access to him through the Financial Guys network and team, and part of our money management arm, Independent Solutions. So, eight three three Fin Guys. If you if you if you can't get enough of the Financial Guys, and you feel like you need more, and we would love more of you uh financialguysmedia.com and uh our podcast this week was uh titled have a conversation so if uh you know, we we you know that's we if you if you need more of us throughout the week, we'd love to have you use our podcast, use our website as a resource, thefinancialguys.com. dot um, Yeah,
3: just to, so we don't rehash anything, we you know we ta- on Wednesdays podcast we talked about the Kevin McCarthy, you know the the, the House battle, of course, you know okay. Democrats are oh my God, look at they can't get their stuff together. I think it's a great opportunity. This, this is a, what democracy is time. about. It's about time. it's, a, it's about debating leadership, <laughs> right? We also talked. Um, it's about time. It's about time the, the
2: Republicans, at least some of them, are trying to find right. a spine and say, "Hey, right. let, let's not rubber stamp everything the Democrats do because what they do is not good."
3: Right, right. Have the conversation. Right. Same thing with the with the sadly with the Bills player. You know, have yeah. the conversation. Like you can't even mention. No. Nope. You know, and now the Bills, the NFLs come on. They'll hide behind HIPAA. Well, we can't talk about it because it's medical. I mean. Well, Shouldn't we though? I mean, we should be talking about concussions. We should be talking about you know heart issues and yeah. things like that. These are all yeah, important that's things. Right. Like that's right. have that, the, we're not going to rehash, but have the conversation. That's right. it. Yeah, that's, that's right. You, the media, the, the, the
2: second anyone mentions the fact that he might have been vaccinated no. and maybe oh, no, he had some heart Oh, you no, that's you're a radical right winger. We can't have that conversation. How dare you bring politics into this? No, I, no. I, first of all, I'm not saying he did. Uh, I don't even know if he did have the jab. I don't know if he if he was vaccinated but look at we have had clients that have had heart issues after they've been vaccinated in fact one who spent an entire two hour or an hour on our show here our rep down in uh, Gainesville Florida she could she got the first shot felt it going through her body literally within minutes she was uh, she she was you know calling 911 and and on her way to the hospital and uh and uh, she has since had heart problems ever since then. So, so to say,
3: oh, we can't have this conversation is right, just ridiculous right. to me. It's just, ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. If it was anything else, like, you, wouldn't you want to know? Like, shouldn't we be looking? I mean, again, just have the conversation. Go check out our podcast. Uh, we've been on now for four years. I mentioned the podcast. I'm like, I think it's our third year. We're twenty-five years in the radio, three years in the podcast. And of course, our, our, our <laughs> We're producer and radio like, and one in the no, podcast. Right, no, yeah, right, no, 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 no. So, I guess, I guess we've done three years of podcasts now this is our fourth podcasting year I think we've gotten a lot better at it we've got different software different technology uh, different things that we do so check that out financial guys media.com you can find our podcast the financial guys Me- uh, financial guys podcast on all major platforms wherever you find quality podcasts so check that out this past week's uh, have the conversation I think was especially special we, good, we
2: don't so, anyway. we don't go on breaks at every seven minutes for a little bit no. we were we were like okay hey we're gonna take no it's not no, not no radio no, no. there's no breaks on it, so yeah, no breaks yeah we, we uh, took a took a a little bit, maybe a year or so to to get used figure to figure that. that out.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Glenn's, Glenn's daughter Lily was laughing. It's like, what are you doing? Like, you are right, taking a no, break. Right. There is no commercials. Yeah. Like, right, right. You guys are
3: idiots. That's a podcast. I don't yeah. do that. Like, yeah. you guys are morons. Like, yeah. okay. okay. <laughs> anyway, go. we did talk on the podcast about the snowstorm. I think we do need to talk a little bit more about that here because yes. I do think you know this was a, a sad event that was tragic for dozens of people and their families. Our hearts go out to every you know loss of life and every family that that lost a loved one, uh, it was was tragic. And and when you hear things like, you know, cyclone bomb and, you know, once in a lifetime. And I mean, let's be honest, folks, you know, at the end of the day, obviously, we can't control the weather, we can't control tragedies, but you can control the response to it. Yes. And the response to it, by Mark Polen cars in particular, and Governor Kathy Hochul, was absolutely pathetic. Terrible. Now, keep in mind that Kathy Hochul had plenty of time earlier in the week— to hold a special session with our legislators, including legislators from Western New York. Well, so she, you guys are not off the hook either, oh, oh, right? Oh, she got together with them, Glenn, to give them exactly. raises. To exactly. give them raises. That's right. Big So time you guys raises. in Western New York, so you politicians, you legislators in Western New York, both sides of the aisle, right? You were in Albany in a special session voting yourselves a 29% raise, Right while everybody else in the state is suffering to, to make their their mortgage payment we're, and to buy milk and cookies yeah, right you couldn't be bothered with thinking about buffalo we're being and told then, by the
2: way they didn't have money for snowmobiles they just they just gave, that's you, right.
3: they just gave them more right. than
2: enough money to be able that's to buy right. some snowmobiles
3: you could have bought snowmobiles for every single you know whatever department in in, in western new york yeah. with the amount of money they just handed themselves in raises it's that's disgusting right. and then of and on a local level for mark polan cars you know while there's st- while the bodies are still— Still warm. We haven't even had the funerals yet for people, and you're throwing Byron Brown under the bus? How about this? And I I'll gotta be honest with you, I don't think Byron Brown did a, a anything that, I don't think Byron Brown messed up anywhere. Well, I mean, look, well, it was a bad storm. The, when you're positioning assets, whose job is it to position assets all over the county? Not the mayor. That's right. County executive's job and the governor's job. You'd,
2: in in that position during that year, look at, let's just say Byron did mess up something. It's Mark's job to have a private conversation with him. That's right. And you don't do it in public. And that is, he has (laughs) gone off the hinges a few times. One of them was with uh, our our process server. The process server to be shooter. Shoot with the uh, gun. Apparently, he didn't believe in guns, but he did that. You know what was, was, was really disgusting to me, though, was when we're reporting the deaths and Mark is reporting the color of their skin. Right. So it uh, Ten white people died into a twelve. Right. Black, does that, is that really important? Right. Really? Like, why? So what, why would you? Why would I need to know what, what if somebody passed away, whether they're black or white? Do I care about that? Yeah. I don't. I care well, that they passed away. I, I don't. Right. I don't need the reporting of what the color of their skin that's is. Right. We right. don't
3: need a demographic makeup at this point. Now, yeah. if there were women or men or children, that would be nice to know. But outside of that, it doesn't really matter. What I thought was 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 really frustrating to me, Mike, is as I'm I'm listening to the radio and I, I know. That there are, you know, there are people that are in need and there are issues, and I'm, I'm, and I'm hearing these press conferences, and every single press conference from Mark Polan Cars was driving ban, driving ban, right. driving We're ban. We're gonna you ticket be- you. We're gonna ticket you. You better not. It was threats and threats and threats. Now, if the threats are stay home, stay safe. But you know, look at if people are out in the street, they're out in the street for a reason. Like some have yeah. to go to work, right? right. Some, some well, sadly, were, we're trying to buy Christmas presents for their family gl- because they just got their paycheck on Friday. Stop. What you should be saying is, look at we have a driving ban. You shouldn't be out. But we're going to drop fines for anybody because it's not. Let's not kick people when they're down, Mark. Yeah. That's the whole point. You like, just don't. You don't. You don't, you, you don't step on somebody when they're already suffering out there. By like, here's another ticket. Like ha! That. you have it's a driving terrible. ban. First of all, Gosh. most of these people ninety nine percent of them
2: couldn't get out of their driveway. So right. that, that was not the problem. Right. The problem not the was issue. not people going, you know, I think in yeah, the let's middle go for of the storm. Ride, check things out. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, no, I'm going to go take a that. ride, a joyride around town and see how this works out for me. They could not get out of their driveways. That was not right. the problem. You know what the problem was, though, Mark? The problem was looting. The problem was, that was a the problem. very few businesses that are left on the east side of Buffalo. Yeah. The very few Sheesh. entrepreneurs that have the yeah. stones like I've no. never seen before. Because I'll tell you this, I'm not opening up a restaurant or, right. or a
3: grocery store but, but,
2: or, or a car yeah. repair
3: place on the east side of Buffalo. But, I'm just but, not doing it. But, Mike, it's not like he told them that police weren't going to be out on the street. Oh, <laughs> right, right. oh wait a right. minute. Can you oh, imagine wait. that? I mean, that was probably one of the dumbest, dumbest moves of the ever. entire thing. Like, oh. don't think that the police are going to be out there to help you. <laughs> and the criminals are like, <laughs> really? Oh, game on. Like <laughs> they, they were dialing their friends up. Mark yeah. car just said there's not going to be any cops out. Like, you know. Call your buddies. Let's go. Yeah. Like and and the left
2: know. the left dirtbags well, defending the, this. By the way, they're like, right. well, I was just gonna they say, they needed
3: meat. They well, I'll needed tell
2: you food. What. We well, come we on. we interviewed on our go back to our podcast. <laughs> we interviewed a grocery store owner who owns right. multiple grocery stores in the right. area, come and on. he said, "Look, it if somebody broke into my store and left a note, my name's Joe. I broke in. I needed right. meat. That's a very different story. You know what they did? They stole the stuff that they could resell, right. like the TVs on the." wall that were promoting the goods and services that they do. And guess what they did to the meat? Yeah, they took it out. And guess what? They threw it on the floor and made a total disaster of the right, place. They, so they, did, they didn't it, wrap right. it up and said take it home with their family and give it out to the neighborhood so they could survive. They wasted it. They totally destroyed it and threw it on the floor. And to say and to be worried about giving somebody a ticket who might be driving their car right. as opposed to being focused on these looters is absolutely disgusting. It shows right. how brain dead our leadership really truly is. To it say really that, is. hey, look at we we're not going to respond to you is absolutely. Amazing! What did they think was going to happen? Did you not see the Summer of Love tour, where half these folks burned down cities and and right. looted and and destroyed things? I mean, and again, just so
3: everybody knows, not one pair of work boots was stolen, not one. Not so a pair rest, of work boots gone anyway. No, that they look again. That's not what they were looting for. They weren't looting with blankets. Yeah. There was there were people, and there was a, a great uh, truck driver. You know, a great heartwarming story where he broke into a school and then went back and rescued you know yeah, dozens left, of people left in their car. Left the note, and here's what we took, and we did each one. You know, for for people to try to defend this and say, well, people were starving, they need to break in and, and get food. Let the, me tell you something. Nobody starves in three days. No. Okay. No. You can. No offense. But you can go three days without food worst-case scenario. You yeah. know what you can't go out with? We can't go out with heat. You but know it, what New York State disreposed? Here's the New York State legislation, folks. A lot of people were in their homes with nothing but their gas stove to yeah, heat their homes. That's gone. That'll be gone. They want that gone. That'll be that's gone. That's gone. That'll no be more gone. new gas appliances. No. Good, good it's, luck. Crazy. Good luck. it's crazy. That's it's crazy. Right. sad. This was a debacle. This was a disastrous yeah. response. Look, a lot of people are to blame, and uh, and unfortunately, and here's it is the thing. where it is. Here's the thing. The folks that say,
2: well, you can't blame them. This was a once-in-a-lifetime storm. You know what they t- Tell us, they tell us that we pay record amount of taxes That's in right. this state, and they didn't have for the resources for big government to save right. us. We, uh, all of us who are still here and are not down in Florida, paying a zero percent tax rate. Which, right. by the way, the response in Florida from a hurricane that actually knocked right houses out. over, right, gone. not, not, yeah, not like they did. Of well, guess what? They didn't have electricity. They didn't have heat or or uh, air conditioner. They didn't have a house. The house right. got knocked over, right. and and somehow miraculously. Within uh, w- within seconds, the minute that storm crossed, they had helicopters. Yeah. They had search and rescue now, going in. Keep right? in mind,
3: Mike, and they thought the t- storm was going to hit Tampa. Yeah, like don't forget, like the, the, every all the yeah. So they didn't know that this the now. bomb was coming so, into Erie so, County. So, that, so, or, so this or is or the a difference itself. between, and I know we're long in this segment, but this is a yeah. difference between leadership and non-leadership. Okay, yep. in Florida, they thought every single person thought the forecasts were that this thing was going to hit Tampa, right? So the thing hits uh, Fort Myers, you know, a couple hours south, right? And of course, the media comes out and was like, "Well, how come you didn't have assets positioned down here, Ron, Governor Ron?" Ron goes, <laughs> yeah, "Well, like, well where, where were you?" Were you? where were you guys? Were you guys all on Tampa? Where right. we were? Yeah. But where goes, was guess the, what? Where was the weather station? That's right. But guess what? He goes, we've already got the resources in motion. They're already here. They're already on the ground. We've, we have massive mobilization effort. Like, yeah. well, you can't rebuild that bridge. So it's going to be weeks before, the months before that yeah. bridge is built up. Days. Oh, uh, three days later, done. Bridge days. is done, reopened. Yeah. The, the response to the, looting, by the way. We had one situation of looting. The, the, the three looters got shot. Yeah. They were shot. And yeah. the sheriff came out and said, good. There's yeah. three more looters that won't be looting anybody else. Yeah. Let that be a message That's right. to the rest of the looters. You know what happened? The no media was shocked no at how looting. little the looting was. No so let's looting. talk about Buffalo now for a second, okay? We didn't have a storm that shifted. It wasn't supposed to hit Rochester. and Oh, it hit Buffalo. We hit were exactly shocked. exactly where they
2: knew it was going to hit. It hit Remember? exactly and, where and they, they called knew it, bomb, it was going to hit. They called, they called it, it, it a, a bomb. Cyclone bomb.
3: And Mike, they said, they said they knew we are not going to be able to move assets around when the storm hits. Okay, yeah. fine. So you know that. You know that. So then here's what you do. You pre-position the assets. All over the place. Okay, Mr. Plow Guy, you may only be able to plow this five square mile block. Yep. But put the plows all over the place. Yep. Put the National Guard equipment. Where was the National Guard on Wednesday? Not in Buffalo.
2: Yeah, well, and you make We're, sure that those National Guard but, members are in a position but, with snowmobiles to, to go help. in and rescue people. Right. right. But, you, but if, if, if you big, put them in a if,
3: central command station, Kathy's downtown in a hotel, central command, you put all your assets and resources in one central spot and you can't move them anywhere. That is, think about a military battle. You position assets around the, the, you know, you don't put them all in one spot and say, well, we can't move anywhere. So dumb. Big Big government that we were promised would
2: always save us. And we promise promised that it's such a good deal paying that extra 8% of everybody's money here and uh, the highest property taxes in the country. Nobody, Mm -hmm. the help was nowhere to be found. all right right. we're going to take a quick break. Mike Lomas, Conwiggle Financial Guys. We do manage money for a living if you need our help throughout the week, folks. 833-FIN-GUYS. Don't forget forget about our podcast FinancialGuysMedia.com for all that. FinancialGuysMedia.com. In fact, if you are a little bit old school and not into the podcast thing and you need help, I would tell you to call our office. I'll I'll have one of our uh, reps call you back, uh, 833-FINGUYS, and we'll walk you through the process on how to find us. So FinancialGuysMedia.com, 833-FINGUYS. Like us on Facebook. More importantly, follow us on Twitter. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We'll have uh, Mike Sparraza, by the way, talk a little bit about how he saves some people some money on home and auto. Give Mike 14 minutes. Give uh, Mikey and his team. Mikey loves saving people money. So give him 14 minutes. Let him shop over 25 companies when it comes to saving you money on your RVs, your home, your auto, your jet skis, whatever it is. We'll be back. uh, Financial Guys Media Network.
1: You're listening to The Financial Guys. Here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas.
2: All righty, welcome back. Mike Lomas, Glenn Wiggle, Financial Guys, place where money meets politics. First hour, we did talk a little bit of money. See if we open up the phone lines here, but uh, uh, we are uh, transitioning a little bit into politics, talking about the storm and the response of the storm. Before we get back to that, Mike, actually, you can join us. Mike Gasparraza, one of the co-hosts here, oftentimes filling in for us with uh, Mike Havlick and Stefan Mahailu. Uh, I did want you to share a story on saving people money. I'm sure you've got every week. It's amazing the amount of people that call now. Oh. We're one of the very few places in western New York, whether it's Buffalo, Rochester, Batavia, that uh, down in South Florida, that can literally shop over 25 companies to save people money. To me, it's a no-brainer. Like, why would you go to one
7: shop when I can go to you and you can shop for me? We were also one of the few companies that stayed open during COVID, too. Mm. Most people shut their yeah. offices and we stayed wide open we for Stayed that, open so.
2: during COVID? You were yeah. Open during the storm, by the way. I was. In fact, even when you couldn't get into the office, we have a backup system in place at financial guys. Now, yeah. part of that on the financial side, we have to Glenn Wiggle a huge part of, of yeah. setting that up. So if there is a uh, a bomb coming, a, yeah. a, a storm bomb, yeah. um, we can work from home. But it was funny. You were texting me all day. You are like, "Well, I am waiting for the calls." Like, yeah. who lost their gutter? Who lost their? <laughs> oh
3: man, yeah, right. And
7: it's funny. I actually got more calls last week. You know, days after than I did right in the beginning. I actually took a call on Christmas Day because one of my one of our larger uh, clients had their store broken into that we talked about the yeah uh, uh, looted yeah. That was so cool. I yeah, answered that, that, that call Chris- on Christmas well, Day. Yeah. What a nice Christmas
2: Day. Present, that yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Merry yeah, Christmas so, to you. So, right? And yeah. this, by the way, is a grocery store that has been in that community for a long time. Yeah. And I, We're told, as far as I that we don't have enough places for people to shop on the east yeah. side. But yeah. you know, well, that one is looted now. Now, they took all just the meat, right, out of that location? No, they just they, took like, just the things the food, that they could yeah. survive
7: yeah. for a day or two? Uh, uh, right. No, they actually threw the meat on the ground. Oh, yes. okay. Oh, yes, didn't need yes, that. Okay, didn't need that. The deli yeah. meat and the meats went on the ground, not in people's stomachs, which is great. that's great. Yeah, I mean, in good news, though, to talk good news, um, Brett and Alec both had a story from this week. Brett saved somebody $400 on their homeowner's insurance, added 64000 of extra coverage for the dwelling, doubled their liability, so 400 bucks. That's a big deal, by the way, yeah.
2: doubling liability. Yep. Somebody fa- We're yep. a litigious society, right? Yep. Somebody falls. We talked about it last week. Somebody you know is getting sued because they played in a softball game, yep. and yep. she slid so into ridiculous. home base, broke her jaw, yep.
7: and now it's the person she slid into's fault. So, yep. so that, that's, that's why that's that's Liability is extremely important and then Alec had another one as well. Two hundred and thirty of savings, but there's a laundry list of things he increased. He added an umbrella policy, increased the home coverage by seventy-four thousand, maximized liability and medical payments, added some extra water protection for a sump pump failure. Uh, underground utility line coverage. A lot of these different things Alec did there. 230 of savings on that one with all that increased coverage. Yeah,
2: and a lot of times, some things like sub-pump, people yep. forget about, right? Yep. The basement f- floods, and then they're like, oh, I should have had that on.
7: A great point, because right now, especially, everybody knows the snow just melted, and here we are again. Snow, then no snow, snow, then no snow. That yeah. is the biggest coverage we see right now, is is sewer water backup coverage. If people sub-pump fails from the, the large intake of water.
2: Yeah, and, and my fault, I always plug home, auto, RVs, your jet ski, but I don't plug enough your business. And Alec heads up our commercial business, commercial lines. And if you have a business, whether it's a you know, a building, yep. a, a warehouse, whatever it is, we can help with that. And we can shop that as well with and, multiple companies.
7: And I'll say this. I have an example with Alex working on it right now for business owners. Make sure you're actually covered for what you do. We ran into an account a couple weeks back and he's still working on it where somebody has a business, they thought they were covered for something. The policy doesn't cover what their business does and hmm. they had no idea and this is not like a brand new policy yeah, that would probably be important that's important so yeah. alec is working behind the scenes trying to help that client uh, they called our office about two weeks ago and had an issue so we're trying to help them uh, obviously we didn't write that policy but we're trying yeah. to figure that out
2: yeah that's awesome yeah. and we can help save money so yeah. appreciate that you want to stay around with us for a little bit sure all right sure. we're going to take a quick break here it's a hard break here mike lomas gun financial guys the place where money meets politics financialguysmedia.com for all of our uh our, our um, the podcast information and I would encourage you to, to check us out throughout the week. We usually release that every Tuesday afternoon, a new podcast. Actually, throughout the week. It's it's your, you, uh, Mike Hayflick, uh, uh, Stefan Mihailu, so a team, and there's a whole bunch of podcasts. Hopefully in 2023, we're actually going to be doing live podcasts yep. and maybe even some drive-home types of podcasts. So uh, for all that content, financialguysmedia.com 833-FIN-GUYS if you need our help. If you think like us, Monday through Friday, we get to work with folks that think like us, and it is so important. 833 Finn All right, real quick break. We'll be back on Financial Guys Media Network.
1: You're listening to the Financial Guys. I mean, you want to talk about just smacking you as a taxpayer right in the face. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas.
2: All welcome back. Michael Omosco Wiggle Financial Guys. Place where money meets politics. And uh, not sure if we're going to get to the phone lines today. 833-FIN-GUYS if you need us throughout the week. Uh, sometimes it's just good to just do a catch-up show and be able to actually talk a little bit. Talk from uh, talk about money for the first hour. That's something we haven't done in, I don't know, decades probably. Uh, it's been a long time <laughs> since we've actually done it an entire hour on just money. But we had Paul Meeks, Paul, part of our investment committee and team, a regular on CNBC, Fox Business, one of the largest money managers in the entire world at one point in the 90s when he was with Merrill Lynch and proud to say he's part of our team now. So 833 Finn guys Mike Sparraza popping in to help us out a little bit talking about saving money. Mike before the break, before you popped out we were talking about the storm response and uh, you know actually I um, the the podcaster in the week, uh, I don't know if it was Ann or Kelsey, but they labeled it Have a Conversation. And what's amazing to me is whether it's vaccination and the Bills player, right? And that was a tragedy. I mean, you know, I think everybody... I said for the, for the if there's a positive that comes out of it, it's it's uh, the amount of people that were praying together. Mm-hmm. Amazing to mm-hmm. see people come together and support this player. I think everybody, not only people in Buffalo, but everybody that watches sports, had that like sick feeling in their stomach, right? Um, but the minute you say, hey. Can we find out if he had been vaccinated or if he had a booster shot? Oh, radical nut job. Why can't we have that conversation? In fact, the NFL came out and said, we don't even know if we're going to tell you what happened. Uh, Well, how, why?
7: why not? I mean, I'll say, I'm sure you guys talked about this already, but I'll say this. I mean, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's what, uh, you know, the Erie County Department of Health is buying for food during COVID response. We should have conversation about anything, yeah. right? Anything and everything right. in government, we should have conversation. The, the about. left is
2: paranoid about it,
7: petrified of course, about it. That's yeah. why they're so yep.
2: disgusted with Twitter now, because yep. f- since the beginning of time, they could spew their left-wing <laughs> garbage, <laughs> spew their left-wing garbage as much as they wanted, and there was nobody to contradict them. And now somebody comes out and says, hey, did you See this article about these facts. Did you yeah. see the the, the this, this study in Switzerland that right. since the COVID vaccination, uh, deaths in athletes athletes are up seventeen hundred percent. No, 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 right. radical. No, no, yeah. no. Why can't we have that conversation?
7: Yeah, and again, I think I think we need to have a lot more conversations. And I think you know you're seeing it with the with the House Speaker voting and whatnot. You got to have conversations, and people got to tell their opinions and 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 look at facts. I think that's the biggest thing. Not saying one thing is 100 percent right or not. The facts will come out, but having conversations should be something we can do. However, at this point in politics and in our and country, we just can't do it.
2: If the Republican Party, in your point about the speakership, if yeah. the Republican Party wants to grow, and and you know one of the biggest reasons why the Republican Party failed in my opinion is money right they yep. fail because the the democrats raise money the republicans don't the republicans don't deserve to raise money because <clears throat> the republicans will tell mike and glenn and mike yep. that they're going to be conservative mm-hmm. that they're going to cut the size of government because uh-huh. it's too big and yep. the 30 trillion in debt they're going to tackle yep. and things like obamacare they're yeah, going to get vote rid for of me don't worry yeah.
3: we're getting rid of obamacare and then they and, don't
2: and then they rubber stamp almost half right. the time what yep. the what almost literally statistically almost half the time what the Democrat Party wants. And then they come back and say we want money. And, and to me, uh, okay, if you really want to grow, you know what we said this on the podcast during the week. One of the reasons we've been very blessed as a firm is because we had the stones to share our opinion and yep. be able to go out and find clients that think like us. And there's a lot of people that think like us. Not yes. everybody thinks like us. There's probably half the community. I know that. That, that really doesn't like us but the other half thinks like us and our firm has been extremely successful and I think we actually are the largest independent financial firm from Buffalo to Rochester right um, so the Republican Party, in my opinion, can actually get money if they actually did what they told us to <laughs> right. do, which they don't. Because I won't write them a check for five dollars. No, I no, won't. And when chance. they call me, I, I give them a, a laundry list of reasons why. But the number one reason is find your spine first, and I'll write you a check. Right.
7: Well, and I would say that I'm sure you guys would too. You know, not, not less than a week after they're passing 1.7 trillion more, or uh, right. uh, yeah, trillion. Why more. would you do that? Right. Why would you do that? And then you parade around your Ukraine fra- flag all the the day long. Right. So, right. I mean, right. And right. you want our vote. With, the, okay. with the Ukraine well, pin. By yeah. the way,
3: yeah. Ukraine, yeah. just so everybody knows, like, I love how the media and I, I love you Democrats, every one of you has a Ukrainian flag in your Twitter feed. Hey, just an FYI, Ukraine is one of the most corrupt countries on the planet. Has been for the last 50 years, okay? It's been Russian stooges, it's been U.S. stooges as the leader of that country for a long time. And of course, it's not always been the Ukraine. It's been different, you know, Different pieces and different things have changed in Eastern Europe, Hungary, and whatnot over the years, and whatnot, right? But the point is, is that we act as if this is like the Netherlands, like this is Sweden and Switzerland, where they're just, you know, there's. I mean, how much fraud and and, and identity theft comes out of Switzerland? Probably not, right? Right? How much comes out of Ukraine? Well, about 80% of what's going on in the world. Seriously, yeah, right? That's right? The amount of identity theft, the amount of crypto hijacking, or whatever you call it, where they, where they hijack your computer and you have to pay ransom to get your, your files back, all of that stuff, a lot of it comes out of that area of the Ukraine, okay? So let's not act as if the Ukraine is like this pure, as driven, like it's Canada, as if Russia invaded Canada, okay? <laughs> Russia right. invaded Ukraine because the Ukraine was a huge part of Russia for a better part of the last last century, okay? And, to be honest, we made promises that we wouldn't encroach on the territory by NATO, and all we did was talk about getting them yeah. into NATO, getting them into NATO. The, Ukraine is one giant money laundering scheme for the political class, and I say political yeah. class because I mean both parties of the political class, right? And if they really, truly cared about it, we could end
2: this war in a heartbeat. I mean, and like, it would be producing our own oil, absolutely. which would be beneficial to America That's and right. the rest of the world, That's right? right? We Everybody could say, Hey Russia, guess what? We're not yep. going to compete with you, That's right. and we're going to open up our supply. We're going to get back to the Trump levels. We're still producing That's about right. two million barrels less per day than we did under Donald Trump. We're going to drive right. the price of fuel down to a buck fifty a gallon. It will be yep. a, once again uh, affordable uh, for Americans, so they might be able to take some of that money and go buy milk and eggs and cheese with it. Right. And we're going to wipe this war off the uh, right. and, yeah. get, and be done. Just with Just like it. we did in the eighties, it was
3: it was it was using finance and the, and the military buildup to ultimately bankrupt Russia. We yeah. could do that right now through oil Easy. and gas, Easy. by getting prices lowered, Minutes. by drill baby drill in this country, yep. and the, and the and Russia would be starve off of, of the of the money to, yep. to continue with the war, and the, it would be over. But they won't yep. do it. They nah. won't do it because the more money they can spend, the more money they can just shovel back in their own pockets, and that's exactly that's right. what's happening. Remember, okay. Mitt Romney's kid was on the board of Burisma, yep. just yep, like we, the uh, Democrats and, and John Kerry's kids and and Hunter Biden's kids. So anyway. yeah,
2: that's right. Though that's normal, right? When you yeah. when you have when you have you know your family members immediate family members kids you know working for oil and gas companies in the ukraine that's just normal like our kids will probably both get positions sure. are glad yeah, yeah. they
4: will yeah, most yeah. Likely, yeah
7: and one other thing i'd say with this whole situation to me it's very similar like the george Santos situation where everybody's like oh the left is like oh he's terrible he lied he made up all these things i'm like yeah well you guys did the same thing for how long how long has right. the left made things you know up in congress i'll tell you what stop?
3: i'll make you a deal i'll make you democrats a deal Every person in the in Congress that lied about their background and embellished yep. their resume, I'm okay if they resign right now. That's fine. George, Santos, bye-bye. I yep. don't like the fact that he uh, he's a liar to me. Like I don't like totally that. Agree. However, yep. however, if you're going to say okay, didn't you have to you can't have the double standard. AOC, right? Oh, I grew up in a middle class. You did not, right? I mean, you didn't, <laughs> I right, right? love that. I well, love, uh, well, that uh, well, well,
2: Biden has grown up in a black
3: household. Oh a my Chinese god. I but, mean, he grew up yeah. in Harlem, he grew Harlem, up in yeah. Bethlehem. I mean, well, right. you know, he's in the steel <laughs> city. I mean, what is a, what? I mean, so, so fine. If again, but you, it can't be this. And I love this. You yeah. the the, the establishment Republican stuff. Yeah, the Democrats are probably right. We probably should for it sometimes. Like, shut up. Like, yeah. okay, <laughs> I, I, good. I'm good. You want to clean it up? Cool, man. Let's clean mm. it up. Let's take every liar in Congress, and there are a lot of them. Let's take yeah. every liar in Congress that has lied about. Look at Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff for the oh, last he's, bunch of years has been such saying a a, he has been such saying that Russia used Twitter to influence the election. It just came out this. week. Week that Adam Schiff was using Twitter to influence the election. They have the emails. They have the receipts, folks. They have emails going back and forth between Adam Schiff and Twitter, saying we want you to take these accounts down and take these things down. That's influencing the election, folks. Okay, exactly what these clowns were accusing Russia of. That's right. They oh, doesn't every so- time. So fine. So fine. Every time. Adam Schiff, you lied. You've been saying you have hard proof of collusion. There's been no proof of collusion. You lie. You're a liar. Go away, Santos. You're a liar. Too, go away, AOC. You're a liar. Go away. I- I'm fine with that. I've- but you wouldn't have many left. I think you'd have maybe a couple dozen congressmen left. That'd be about it, which I'd be good with. I'd be yeah. totally fine with, right? Bring in a whole new crew, because i got to tell you, this political class, both Republicans and Democrats, Kevin McCarthy, it doesn't care about you. He does, All Kevin McCarthy cares about is more power for Kevin McCarthy, right? That's right. The, the power and the money and there's some absolutely good corrupts these people. There's some yeah. good people, but folks, we have to get back to term limits. You shouldn't be able to go in the government and get wealthy. That's not... Not the point of government, right? Yeah. Even at a local level, these government officials now are. Gail forever. Bernstein is going They're to be wealthy. Forever. We They're paid her forever. enough money in overtime in one year. We basically bought Gail a condo. We might as well just bought the condo in Florida and said, "He'll here, uh, Miss Bernstein. Here you go." Right? Yeah. Uh, well, We've and- made these people that are supposed to be public servants wealthy. Filthy rich.
4: Yeah, they don't leave. $100, filthy right? rich. The intent of Gosh. all those
2: positions decades ago was Crazy. to say you're going to run for two years. Right. You're going to run for four years, and you're going to go back to your hardware store. You're going to go back and do what you do. Now they realize that business is good. A lot of oh, people, the yeah. good people in the Republican Party, though, you look at Jim yeah, Jordan, sure. By, uh, Byron Donalds. I mean, there is some Absolutely. really, really good people Quality f- folks. That, that would be good leadership 100%. that Steve Scalise. Would se- yeah, no it would doubt. set the, the ship straight and sure. have... And folks like us say, yeah, maybe we'll commit some money. Let's take a yeah. quick break. Mike Lomas, Glen Wiggle, Financial Guys, 833-FIN-GUYS, if you need us throughout the week, folks. Don't turn the dial. We'll be back.
1: You're listening to the Financial Guys. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Right, welcome back. Mike Lomas, Gunwiggle, Financial Guys, the place where money meets
2: politics. If you need us throughout the week, folks, 833-FIN-GUYS. Uh, again, use us as a resource. Don't forget about our podcast, financialguysmedia.com. And uh, again, if you need us throughout the week, uh, like us on Facebook, but more importantly, follow us on Twitter. I really, truly don't believe the stuff that we're posting on Facebook is actually getting out there. No. It seems to be, miraculously, we're getting follower after follower on Twitter. So... Uh, Uh, And again, what's good about Twitter now is both sides of the argument. Some of these left wing, I will say, they're they're still
3: uh, throttling stuff on Twitter. It's not. It's not. They they have a. He's got a lot of work to do still. He's got another thousand employees to fire at least. So there's definitely some work to be done yet still. But yeah, yeah, it's better. Uh, It's better. It's better. better. Facebook is absolutely censoring everything we push up. So, uh,
2: so uh, you're going to plug. You've got an interview coming up. I want to make sure we plug that as well.
7: Yeah, I have a few of them. So we got Roger Stone coming up in a few weeks. we actually have Matthew Colkin. He's a Buffalo attorney, and immigration lawyer. He's got about 126,000 followers on Twitter. He's going to be coming on. And then finally, this one's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this as well. Uh, a gentleman from Project Veritas is going to uh, do an interview with us and come on the podcast. And I'm excited about that because Project Veritas is a lot of great work, and that'll be fun. He's works hand-in-hand with James O'Keefe at Project Veritas. so That'll be a, a good little, uh, I guess we'll call it, uh, experiment there to learn what they do and Awesome. Things all, they say. all of the
2: stuff we can find on financialguysmedia.com. Yes, all of it. All of it, right? Yep. So interviews with uh, Mike and Mike, Mike Hi- uh, Hayflick, uh, Mike Spraza, uh, Stefan Mahailu. so the whole team. You can find everybody there, uh, financialguysmedia.com. And, of course, if you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. All right, cool. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. Uh, Glad we've got to wrap up. we only got a few minutes left here. Um, we talked about uh, I, I a mention lot of market one. review. Uh, we did a lot of market review. Storm, re- storm response. Uh, yeah,
3: storm response. Sad. And again, the Sad. hearts go out to the victims and their families. It's just, you know. Terrible. It's a, when you see that tragic. Here's another thing, too. One Terrible. last thing about the storm. Big, big huge government money, yep. which, by oh, the way,
2: they said, uh, and and I think you were reading it during the break. I don't know if we actually went over this during the show, but they did not have the resources that's right. that they needed. That was now, a Washington what you think about that, article. Folks we have yep. washington post buffalo did not have the resources they needed yet we have a record taxes record amount of money coming out of them your pockets raises, yeah. and they just gave themselves West 29% erased ta- uh, yep exactly and, they, and 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 they didn't have the the resources to be able to do that that's right,
3: right. during to, the, to be able um, to help us so, during the 2000 and whatever it was, uh, I think 2015, you know, six foot that I got in Alden. Now, I was in my house in Alden. I was by myself in Alden. My family was out of town, fortunately. And I got stuck. Now, that was a little bit of a shocker. Nobody was, they were forecasting two or three feet, okay? We got six, yeah. we got six feet in Alden, okay? I was stuck in the house for days, right? I didn't go out and forage in the, in the, in the snow for food. I had, you know, enough food to get by and whatnot. But here's what happened, sadly. There was a guy, it was a, it was a, it was a construct, uh, uh, correction. Work. He was coming home from work uh, from either attic, uh, not attic or Alden correction, whatever. Wendy, he could have been one of those out in the Alden area, but he he only got to to, two rod and Broadway and he got stuck. He just couldn't go any further. So he pulled into that parking lot right there, which is right by my house, right? So you're close to the house and. and, uh, and, and they told this guy, they just kept telling him, uh, you know stay in your car, stay with your car, stay with your car, stay with your car, help was coming, help was coming, help was coming. And no help was coming. No help was coming. No help can get through five, six feet of snow. Moral of the story is don't depend on government and don't necessarily listen. I hate to even say that because obviously you want to listen to the emergency officials. They say, stay off the roads, stay off the roads. But if you're in a position, folks, where your life is in danger, okay and you're stuck in a vehicle, at some point, you have to initiate a self-rescue. At some point, right. you have to say to yourself, I am not listening to that police dispatcher tell me to stay here. Right. I need to do something to save myself. Sadly, had they told that guy that, he may have been able to get to a place so he would have been safe. And yeah. unfortunately, he didn't. But that guy yeah, he, had passed away. Now, now, that was a previous story. That was back in 2000 and whatever, 15 it was. But,
2: yeah, you hear the anyway. tragedies where people are waiting in a car and there's a house, you know, 50 feet away. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a
3: store. Exactly. Uh, Two hundred feet away, right? Yeah, right? So, yeah, just yeah. sad. So, anyway, yeah. Um, one uh, other thing I want to mention. I, do, do we have time still? we got enough time. Okay. Yeah. A few uh, minutes. This we haven't talked about yet, and and this is you know this goes on to my you know we've I've ta- I've heard a, a lot of politicians and the Republican side as well say, wow, if you just eliminate the top three levels of most of these agencies, right, the undersecretary, the secretary, and then the administrator, whatever, that'll and the FBI included, that will fix it. I disagree, folks. I disagree. This out of the Times Union in Albany, federal judge to Albany FBI. FBI. FBI agent. You should be embarrassed, is the quote. You should be embarrassed, okay? A federal judge in Albany tore into an FBI agent who said he forgot to disclose evidence in a bank robbery case. <laughs>
4: calling the <laughs> Just, a- just sir,
3: forgot. Just forgot. <laughs> calling the agent's error an inexcusable, careless, and inept embarrassment that required her to declare a mistrial on the eve of the final day of How does testimony. that
2: happen at that level? How does that happen? FBI Special
3: Agent Paul Scuzzarella, it's literally his name, FBI special agent Paul Scuzzarella, according to the court transcripts of judges' December 19th remarks in chambers in an open court, were obtained by the Times Union. The judges cleared a mistrial in the case of Ulysses Walls, 29 of Albany, who is accused of taking part in an armed robbery of banks in Albany and North Greenbush in 2019. The FBI the first reported by the Times Union, the FBI agent admitted under oath that he forgot to provide 199 pages of forensic laboratory evidence to federal prosecutors. Which within the proper time frame for legal of discovery. He did the required disclosure of evidence to the defense. As a result, the judge had to declare a mistrial. So again, whether was it intentional, was it just, you know, did I... Incompetence. Incompetence. Again, Mr. Scuzzarella here is a rank and file. So I'm not saying that every person in the FBI is bad, but don't tell me that it's just the top. Because the fish rots down from the head. And at some point, the FBI has been rotten for so long that... Even some of the tail of the fish is now rotten. And yes, there are good people there, but there are a lot of bad people there, too. And again, you look at the, the Whitmer case and the Governor Whitmer kidnapping. Had it not been for the FBI, there would not have been a plot. Had there not been for the FBI, there would not have been a plan. Had it not been for the FBI, there would not have been funding for this stuff whatever the Republican leadership is in the House, whatever it is, you have the power of the purse. Use de- it. Huge. Defund huge. the FBI. That's Defund right. huge. that. So when it comes to the next yeah. election cycle, Republicans, yeah. I want to hear a solid platform, and That's I right. expect you guys to stick with it. Yeah. Right?
2: Here's the mission. Here's the agenda. Here's we're going to stick to it, That's and right. we're going to fight for it. Right? That's and McCarthy's not that leadership. No. Oh, We've got to sneak in Russ Geiser here. Yes, quick. Russ is uh, Dave Ramsey certified, as many of you Know we have different experts, whether it's social security experts or estate planning experts. Russ, part of our Dave Ramsey team, and uh, uh, it is a new year, Russ, 2023. So, real quickly, uh, uh, you know, it's always a good time to put together a financial plan, but you know, people make New Year's resolutions, and I think one of them should be to get your financial house in order. And sometimes that might mean understanding which bill to pay off first. If you've, you know, maybe this car, we put a little extra money on, or we put a little extra money on the mortgage, but that overall planning you can help folks with, right?
6: Absolutely, yeah. And uh, I always tell people it always starts with a budget, and a budget is really just understanding where your money is going and assigning every dollar a home uh, to your next financial goal, whether that is paying down debt, maybe we're doing a debt payment strategy, or we're maximizing our retirement accounts, or it just depends really on what the client needs, but. It all starts with understanding where your money's going and where the best places uh, to put it next to that access
2: cash flow. Yeah, and and having a Dave Ramsey certified expert, you know, um, you, that that's what you do, right? I mean, you look at that overall fifty thousand foot view and say, let's let's you know let let's understand your credit card debt. Let's understand and and let's understand which loan to pay off first and how to do it. And enough people just don't do that, right? That that's the key. I'll tell you, we have clients that have accumulated a ton of wealth over the years that we're very blessed to manage right now, and some of them didn't make. $700,000 a year and $2 million a year, they just had a proactive plan in place and they stuck with it, right?
6: Yeah, it's actually funny you said that. The largest study of millionaires ever done, uh, they, they studied 10,000 millionaires and 60, 60% or so uh, of millionaires uh, never had a household income of over $100,000 and that's simply because they lived on less than they made. It's not about really what you make. It's about what you yeah. and uh, and knowing what to do with it, more importantly, uh, the, the dollars you
2: do keep. That's awesome. So, Russ, I know you're going to have some workshops coming up. Everybody can catch that on thefinancialguys.com, right? We'll, we'll get some, uh, some uh, dates together, and uh, you'll be hopefully a guest on this show in 2023 a bunch of times.
6: Yep, absolutely. I look forward to it.
2: All right. If anybody is looking for a Dave Ramsey certified expert, Russ Geiser in our office, 833-FIN-GUYS. All right, Russ, we'll see you Monday morning, buddy. Thanks. Have a good day. All Thanks, right. Thanks, Glenn. we got about a minute left. Anything you want to do to wrap up here? Well, I've
3: got a I've got a Biden countdown clip, but I'm not sure I'm going to get to that. So we'll hold that till next week. That Biden countdown clip was the ten best moments of last year or, uh, or worst moments. I mean, from him, you know, handshaking nobody air to just you know uh, saying the one word I can describe America in as <laughs> right, which is number one. So we'll play that yeah. next week. This I want to end with though. For the last two years, of course, you know, we wrapping up the whole covid uh, lunacy this i thought was interesting this was a december 24th headline right these are the so-called experts experts puzzled why haiti has one of the lowest covid 19 death rates in the world despite administering zero vaccine doses quote we just don't know (laughs) <laughs> Gotta love these experts, no. and then that, that basically wraps up COVID yeah. for the last two years. Is the experts saying us? We just don't know. No no. We're, we're not sure. Some no. experts, you guys are nice. We work. can't talk, <laughs> we, but we can't have the conversation Happy about that. New year, conversation. No,
2: Happy New Year, everybody! Happy New Year. You can't have that conversation. God <laughs> forbid. All right, I'm behalf of Mike Lomas gunwiggle, Wiggle. We'll see you next week here on Financial Guys Media Network. Take care.